Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. This is the show where we talk about how to change our lives by changing our thoughts. And one of the ways that we do that is by opening ourselves up to different perspectives, to different concepts, to different ideas that maybe we don't know anything about. And in doing so, we learn new things, we're, we're open, and we're able to discover things that actually may surprise us. This week, we're going to be talking about creating a crypto strategy. So cryptocurrency is something I've wanted to talk about on the show for a while um, because it's another way, depending on what you believe, it's another option to exit the matrix. And I've been wanting to talk about this. I've actually been reaching out, trying to get some um, other people to on the show to do interviews with on this topic, and I'm, I'm still in the process of working on that. But Today I wanted to talk about my own perspective on this, what I've learned, what I've discovered about cryptocurrency and um, some things to just consider and think about uh, as you, if you look into this, if this is something you're interested in, if this is something you're already doing, um, I wanted to share some ideas and thoughts with you. So before I get into that, I just want to throw out a couple of disclaimers here. I'm not a financial advisor. Anything on this show today is not financial advice, and I would highly recommend you do your own due diligence on the topic um, if you choose to uh, participate. So um, with that being said, uh, let's see, a couple updates really quick. So talked about last week about my store going online, createwhatyouspeak.com. This is where I'm going to be finally having a home for everything that I've created outside of the show to bring to you. Uh, my, my course, uh, the BS method, how to tell a better story in five minutes or less is going to be going live very soon. They're in the pro process of migrating everything over to the new platform. So I'll be able to announce that really soon. Um, if you go to create what you speak.com or you can go to the BS method.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom and sign up, you'll be able to get notified when the course is ready. And I'll be sending a discount out to those who get in, early on that list for the notice. All right, so let's let's start talking about this, about creating a crypto strategy. So here's something, if you're, if you're new to crypto, this is not the show where you're gonna learn about what everything means. Um, my assumption is if you're listening to this, you, you have some level of understanding of what cryptocurrency is, how it works, you have a little bit maybe of understanding about the different types of wallets, about what the blockchain is, all that kind of stuff. So if you're new, um, you know, after you listen to this, you can do some research on some of these areas that if you're, if you're not sure about what they are. Um, but if you've been investing in crypto and you're gonna probably see, recognize some things in here that maybe you experienced as you went through your crypto journey. So I first got started in crypto, I think roughly six months, maybe seven months ago. And this to me was like speaking a whole nother language. It was like learning Spanish as I'm continuing to do or learning um, when I was learning how to program back in the day with my website and I was teaching myself coding. Th this, this, the whole concept of crypto and how it all worked was really like a whole new world. I felt like that opened up for me, which was really fascinating. It was exciting. It was confusing. Like all of these emotions at once at the same time, there was, 
I felt like so much to learn about this and I just spend hours consuming blogs and reading telegram channels and trying to find out how this works or how, what I, what to do, um, to, to get into, like to, to start in this. And the biggest thing I felt that as I'm looking back on this now that, that I was missing when I got started in crypto was creating a crypto strategy or creating a plan for myself. Because when I got started, I was all over the place. I was just, I treated it like the wild west, like where I was just going from one thing to the next thing to the next and buying this and buying that. And before I knew it, I had actually spent a lot of money and a lot more than I intended to spend. And, and I didn't have a plan. I was just kind of all over the place because I was going with wherever the emotion of the day took me. And part of the process, I think, with getting started with something like this is to just get started. You just actually have to do the things to understand them because reading is only going to take you so far. Watching a video is only going to take you so far. But once you actually do them for yourself and you start to make maybe small trades here and there and see how the different platforms work, see how the different wallets work, see what that means, it, it helps you to um, really start to put what you're learning into perspective. And it gives you an idea of, okay, here's why I should do this, or here's why I shouldn't do that, right? And I can look back now and see, it start to put maybe a little bit of an order to my approach. And this is what, how I'm treating uh, my crypto strategy as I go forward to really be able to formulate a plan on, okay, what do I really want to do here? This all over the place is not a good idea. Financially, it's not a good idea, even just mentally to try to keep up with. So everything I'm going to go through is, is just really meant to give you some ideas so that you can do the same for yourself. And again, remember, I'm not an expert in crypto. I'm just a regular person who just started digging in and learning. And um, I think having that beginner mindset is, is really a great perspective because when you're a beginner, you don't know any better, right? You just do some things that seem right based on what, you know, what you've read. And sometimes you just luck out on some things. Sometimes things just work out and beginners don't put limitations on things, right? Because we don't know when we're beginning. This goes for anything. If you're a beginner in anything, you just don't know. So you don't put limitations on anything. So, um, my, so this list that I'm going to go through here, these are all things that I wish I would have considered when I started my journey with crypto. And it, you know, as I always say in my shows, take what works for you, leave the rest. And if there's other ideas that you have that you experience, I would really love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me Sloan Fremont at pm.me or you can go to my website, sloanfremont.com and, and reach out to me there. So here are some ways that I have used recently to create a crypto strategy based on my previous experience and, and failures in some ways. So the first thing was to set short and long-term goals. So what is it that you really want crypto to do for you, right? Are you buying for the long-term hold or are you looking for quick gains and then to get out? Or maybe your goal is a combination of both, right? It's a really good idea when you're just starting out to start thinking about these things in the beginning because it's going to help you to determine the types of wallets that you choose, what you invest in, and where you're going to keep your money. The next thing is to set a firm amount to invest and when you're going to do that. So I really think this is the core of having a crypto strategy is to know how much upfront money you're going to have to work with and how often. Um, because like I said, when, when I first got started with crypto, it was like this whole new world opened up for me to explore. And 
there's so much to learn, so much to understand, and it's really easy to get swept up into feeling like you want to buy it all or invest in it all. And the feeling is that you better hurry up and do it now, right? Because you might miss out, right? Because you never know when is the next um, uh, spike going to be. And so you, you don't want to miss out on it, right? So it's really easy to get swept up on that. And of course, this is good and fine if you have unlimited funds, <laughs> but most people don't. So it's important to set limits on what you're going to invest in with crypto and when. So are you going to invest a certain amount each week, a certain amount each month? Are you going to use funds that maybe you've already set aside in another account to invest in? Or are you going to stop investing in one area so you can start investing in crypto? Only you know the answers to this. And it's important, I think, to set boundaries with yourself so you don't get carried away. Because I, I, from my own experience, I can tell you that it's really easy to do. So only invest what you're not afraid to lose. The next thing that I thought about that has really helped me narrow my crypto investing focus is to buying into projects that interest me. Since there's so many options available, it's really hard if you're new to crypto to know where to get started. So Besides Bitcoin, which is the obvious one, you can also invest in altcoins, which include stable coins, security coins, utility tokens, um, all different kinds of things. These terms can become really confusing. It can be really easy to think you're doing one thing, but find out later, oh, wait, that was another. So according to Investopedia, the definition for altcoin is a combination of the two words alt and coin, which includes basically all the alternative to Bitcoin. So um, once you get started exploring past Bitcoin or Ethereum, you're going to start to see that there are many, many decentralized projects being created. And many of those projects will allow you to buy in and purchase their tokens. So what are tokens? <laughs> Going back to um, Investopedia to get a definition here, tokens represent fungible and tradable assets or utilities that reside on their own blockchains. So crypto tokens are often used to fundraise for crowd sales, but they can also be used as a substitute for other things. So tokens are created, distributed, sold, and circulated through the standard ICO process, which is initial coin offering, which involves crowdfunding exercises to fund project development. So this is kind of like if you were buying stock, I guess is how I would explain um, explain being able to buy in and um, with these decentralized projects is you're, you're basically almost like it's like you're buying in with stock and purchasing these crypto tokens for specific projects help helps fund the development for the project and and this is really where I think it gets exciting because there's so many new projects being developed and you have the opportunity to buy into those so that's why I think it's it's important to buy into projects that interest you or things that you see yourself using. And once you start to see all of these new fun and exciting projects that are out there, especially in the decentralized space, um, it can become really tempting to want to buy them all because there's a lot of cool things. But again, unless you have unlimited funds, that isn't going to be possible. So one way to narrow down your focus is to invest in those projects that are interesting to you and find projects where you support the cause or you support what is being developed. And then you get to participate and see these projects grow. One of the projects that I really like that I've invested in is called Point Pay, and they have a, an amazing app to be able to, it, it's almost like a banking app, which I really, really like. I really like the project. I like um, the way the app is set up. Um, so sticking with things that are interesting to you that you find bring you value, um, 
I think also makes the investment, it makes it more exciting, but it makes it more fun. It makes it more real. It brings it down to the real life scenario rather than if you try to, you know, think about Bitcoin, you know, it, it's sometimes can be hard to conceptualize, but having a specific project where you're invested in helps you see the real true life example and value of how it's used. Diversifying your storage is also important. Uh, most Americans were used to, in, our, in a typical banking scenario, the, the funds that we put in a bank are insured up to $250,000. So as you probably know, with crypto, there is no insurance, which, we, which means there's more risk. So risk you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing, depending on what your definition of risk is and what that means to you. Because often with risk, usually comes reward. But when we're aware of the risks, we can also take the appropriate steps to protect ourselves from these risks. So there's two things that I think are important to think about when you think about diversifying your storage. It's where to keep your private keys and how much you want to keep in each wallet. So let me talk about these ideas separately um, because I think they both have value for consideration. So first, let's talk about deciding where to store your private keys. So before I do that, I want to explain the difference with private and public keys. So, and I'm using definitions here from actual crypto sites because I don't want it to get confused by my own words. Um, sometimes these words run together or the same word can mean different things depending on the context you're talking about. So that's why I'm reading these definitions directly from crypto websites. Okay, so back to explaining the difference with private and public keys. CoinMarketCap defines them as, okay, so private keys are used to authenticate asset ownership to authenticate asset ownership and encrypt the wallet, while public keys are used to derive public addresses used to identify the wallet and receive the funds. So when I'm talking about storing your keys, I'm talking about storing your private keys. When you set up a crypto wallet, if you've done this, you know, you, you'll typically be asked to set up a 12 to 24 word seed phrase. So these are a bunch of random words that are identifiers that tie you to your wallet. If you lose your wallet or if you have to restore it, you have to have this seed phrase to recover your crypto. These are extremely important and not to be taken lightly, okay? If you've ever heard the phrase, not your keys, not your crypto, you'll understand that simply put, if you lose your seed phrase, you lose your wallet. Bottom line, whoever has the keys has the crypto. So writing them down and storing them, storing the, these keys are a critical component to owning crypto. Actually, what I've done in... I don't really know of a better way um, right now, but I actually write my seed phrase down with actual pen and paper to store my private keys. And I store them in my, um, I, in various safes that I have around it to my disposal. Um, so writing them down on, on pen and paper and storing them somewhere is, is one way of storing these, these um, keys. You can also invest in a seed plate where you actually engrave your seed phrase on a titanium card. Um, and it's, it's like the size of a credit card and you actually engrave it on there. But you don't want to, like I said, you don't want to just leave these around anywhere, right? You, you, you should consider putting them somewhere safe. So, you know, if that's a safe deposit box or a safe of another trusted family member, you know, whatever that is, you need to make sure that these keys are safe. 
And the temptation can be in this digital age to want to store your private keys digitally on your phone or in a notes app or a photo, but this is really not recommended because there's so many ways for this information to unintentionally get in the wrong hands. And remember, as I said, whoever holds the keys hold the crypto. So deciding the storage method that's right for you is extremely important. The second thing to consider when you're thinking about diversifying your funds is the limits you want to keep in each wallet. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this point, most Americans were used to our funds being secured up to $250,000 in an American bank. So since crypto doesn't offer that same security net, one thing to consider is having various wallets to keep your crypto and decide how much you want to keep in each wallet. So maybe you have you set personal wallet limits where once a wallet reaches a certain amount, you, you, you start putting your funds in another wallet. This can be time consuming. I, I, I realize that. But it is one way to diversify your risk because if you have, let's say you were at, you would happen to lose your, your keys, your private keys um, to one wallet, you wouldn't lose all your crypto if you had it distributed out amongst multiple wallets. So again, this is one of those things that is extremely personal. You have to really think through this, decide what's reasonable and feasible for you and decide the best method for yourself. Reading and then reading some more and then reading some more is also one of the key elements to understanding crypto is just immersing yourself in it and just continuing to learn. I think sites like Coindesk and PublishOx, um, The Daily Hold, all of these are great places to get started. There's pretty much every token has um, a Telegram channel that you can, you can read, you can ask questions, uh, that you listen to podcasts about crypto, you know, really learning about crypto is like going back to school and really almost getting a degree in a subject because this one particularly is, there's so much to learn about so much. So don't be afraid to explore and learn. And remember to take everything you read also about this with a grain of salt. No one can predict the future when it comes to investing. And, and there's sites out there that will try to tell you that they can, but really it's up to you to do your research and to know what's right for you. The next point is earning interest on your crypto. So in the U.S., you know, savings account aren't paying, they don't pay anything, right? Typically maybe a tenth of a percent or something like that you, you might get out of a savings account at a standard bank. But you might have noticed in the crypto world, you're able to earn interest rates from 5%, 10, 15, 20, 30, you know, for keeping your crypto in different wallets and keeping them there long term. Um, another term you may have heard to describe this is called staking. And so let me just give you an official definition of that from Coinpedia. Staking refers to the holding of your cryptocurrency funds in a wallet and supporting the functionality of a blockchain system. The cryptos are being locked in their wallets by stakeholders, and then they are re rewarded by the network in return. Staking provides a way to, of making income, and it's similar to having a savings account with your bank and earning interest on deposits. So staking is a great addition to the cryptocurrency space, which offers notable applications. It brings in the aspect of familiarity, engagement, and reward into the ecosystem, and this makes the investment all the more worthwhile. So staking is, in simple terms, is a way to earn interest on your crypto. There's a, there's a lot of ways to stake your crypto, and the options vary based on the wallet, it based, on, it based on the type of crypto that you have. Um, so that's really way too much to get into for this, this episode here. But there's so much information out there. And if you're looking for 
an easy way to get started in staking your crypto. What the the project I mentioned earlier was called Point Pay, and that's I I've had a lot of um, I've really enjoyed that app. I've really enjoyed the way it's set up, the ease of it, the ability to earn interest easily, um, and it does operate it 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 operates similarly as a bank so it it already feels somewhat familiar it's not as foreign as maybe setting up some of these other types of wallets that um, can feel confusing so um if you own crypto earning interest i think is a really great way also to earn passive income for yourself creating passive incomes because not only do you have the potential to earn money as your crypto increases but you can also earn interest on your crypto as that happens so I think the last thing to remember if we think about creating a crypto strategy is is remembering to have fun. This if you choose to look at it this way, crypto is a new fun world that, you know, many it's becoming more mainstream now, right? It's not uh, looked at as it was maybe prior to 2020. It's becoming a new people are more acceptable of it it seems. It's 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 offering a different perspective. Like I said, it's it's an alternative to exiting the matrix if you choose to do that if that's something that you're looking for. And it's still in the early stages and, and many new innovations are being developed. And I personally believe that means a lot. There's a lot more to come. So if you can look at your investments in crypto as really something fun to explore, it makes everything that you're doing with it more exciting. And I personally do not believe investing in crypto should be stressful. So that's why I go back to, you know, invest only what you're willing to lose. And having this strategy, having a strategy for yourself is going to help you set boundaries for yourself, put parameters on it, understand what you're working towards, know how to invest in projects instead of feeling like you're strung out all over the place trying to invest in everything. And I really think that in setting up, you know, a strategy like this, it helps you to, it helps to take the stress out of things because um, you know what you're doing. You have a plan. It's not just some random emotional knee-jerk reaction to to what you read or what you see. So those are my thoughts on creating a crypto strategy. Um, I think learning new things, trying new things, and then seeing where crypto takes you in 2021 and beyond is, that to me is super exciting. So I hope that, um, I hope you look at it that way too. All right, so that's it this week on the topic of creating a crypto strategy. Like I said, I, I wanted to do something a little different this week outside of the normal things that I've been talking about. Um, I wanted to do just an alternative perspective on something that um, maybe you know a little bit about, maybe you don't, but I hope this piqued your interest. I hope it gave you some ideas and some things to try and some things to think about. All right, so until next week, that's it. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth.